Joe McDonough, GA President, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to the Buildor We Are Mead podcast and uh, on this episode we will be announcing the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week, the Proactive Risk Control Player of the Week and of course the new one, the Proactive Risk Control Top Scorer of the Week and to joining me to announce the Team of the Week is Davy Rispin and uh, Davy, we're into week four of the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week and um, uh, this one has, I suppose the other ones, the other weeks we had massive scores and we had you know during the the the, the group stages it was you know it was much easier i think to to, mm. to pick a team of the week this year with no quarterfinals it was straight into a semi-final from group stages so semi-finals were a little bit more cagey and i suppose you know there was there was an awful lot more to lose um uh, than there was in a group stage so you're going straight from your group stage into the semi-final chance to get through to your your relative uh, championship final and uh, uh, it was it was a tough week we'll say yeah it was it was a tough week is right Mickey and I suppose you're only picking from what a, you know a pool of 12 teams uh, in all really and f- for that there was a couple of one-sided uh, semi-finals as well which maybe we expected in, in certain games and that too so obviously that probably whittled it down again so it was probably minimizing the, the performances and everything but even so there was still some really high class displays and there was probably still, you know, up to 10 players who could have um, got into the team, which didn't end up making it. So really good performances across the three grades. Yeah, and I suppose as well, the fact that it was semi-final stage, all the managers had their work done on the opposing teams and, you know, players that have stood out in the last number of weeks of the championship, you know, they were they were well marshaled and, and it gave chance for other players to shine uh, in, in, in this um, uh, week of the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, I suppose when you look down through the team, I think there's probably only a handful of players who have maybe been included once in, in the team so far, which is probably testament to, I suppose, the performances from the guys maybe you haven't got in uh, so far. And, you know, it just shows that they're probably like their own teams peaking at the right time of the year and, you know, getting ready probably for a senior intermediate or junior finals in a, in a lot of cases. And then there was the couple of guys who obviously tried their hearts out um, but unfortunately, their team maybe just didn't make it past the semi-finals. Yeah, it does indeed, and um, it's uh, it's it's made for interesting uh, reading and picking of the team this week. Again, we want to uh, just give a shout out to Proactive Risk Control for all your health and safety needs, consultancy and training. Email Stephen at prc.ie. You can get them on the mobile 087-412-7603 or you can go to the website www.prc.ie and we want to thank Stephen Baxter for his continued support and sponsorship here uh, for the PRC Team of the Week. Davey Rispin, it is the semi-final weekend of the Mead Football Championships and we're going to name our 1-15 to for the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week, starting off with our goalkeeper. Who have we picked for our goalkeeper, Davey? We've gone for Evan Connor here in St. Vincent's, Mickey. Um, probably one of the easiest positions to pick, to be honest with you, because from the games I've seen over the weekend, there wasn't all that many standout performances from goalkeepers. But Evan's performance on Friday night against Insaney was hugely 
um, important in, in the overall uh, result. He made a terrific save in the first half to deny Shane Walsh what would have been a certain goal. And at the time, it would have really put Dunsany in the ascendancy. But keeping him at bay and, uh, you know, forming an attack from that move themselves, I think they might have even got a score off it, was, was absolutely massive. And it was a huge turning point in that particular game. His goal kicks or his restarts were, were outstanding as well. Um, he's a goalkeeper who's actually improved game on game and he's, you know, only been there a couple of years. Vincent's, it's been a bit of a problem position for them in recent years and there's been a lot of rotation, but Evans made the number one jersey his own. He wasn't too happy with our predictions uh, about Dunsany winning the semi-final either, but uh, we haven't taken that into consideration when we're picking the goalkeeper spot, so Evans still gets in. Yeah, yeah, great performance. In fairness, uh, one of the only goalkeepers, in fairness, the defenders on most of the teams uh, did their jobs over the weekend. So he was one of the only keepers that you can remember even making a save, and he had to make that very, very crucial save on the weekend um, in their one-point victory over Dunsany. A goal would have changed that game altogether in favour of Dunsany, but Evan Connor, well done from St. Vincent's, making it in to our fourth team of the week, and uh, as the goalkeeper. So we're going to move on now to our full back line. And the number two on the proactive risk control team of the week is Davy. Uh, one of the easiest decisions. If Evan Connor was an easy decision, this man, you know, absolute shoe in for the position. And he's yet another St. Vincent's player. And it's Kieran Brannigan. Um, superb display, obviously picking up the talisman and the best forward, probably in club football in me this year in Pierre Fox. Um, definitely the top scorer in the county and I think he'll probably remain that um, even after the finals despite Dunsany being out. I mean, I was trying to weigh it up in the week how would Vincent's approach this and maybe who, who would go on to him. He was their player of the year as we heard from Ronan Kearns and Dahi White last year and he was tasked with the job of picking up Pierre Fox on his own. They didn't play, they didn't double mark him or they didn't play, you know, uh, a sweeper directly in front of him, I suppose. But, you know, Kieran's um, Kieran's influence on the game in keeping Pierre Fox scoreless from play was absolutely brilliant and I suppose the couple of frees that, that Fox did score you know weren't as a result of Kieran Brannigan really um, and also I'd have to say that probably the, the fact that he kept him scoreless from play probably played on Fox's mind when he did have those couple of pressure frees towards the end and that, that went to skew or dropped, dropped short or something like this you know, in one sense, it obviously wasn't a good day for Pierre Fox, but I think more often than not, the defenders don't really get the credit for that when, when forwards misfire a little bit. And for me, Brannigan was, was probably the standout defender from the weekend anywhere, to be honest with you, Mick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wonderful performance from Kieran Brannigan from St. Vincent's. Um, you know, the, picking up the wily old fox and, you know, who, who nobody has been able to stop this year at all. I think before this game, Pierre Fox, his lowest score was 11 points in a game. So absolutely brilliant. Keeping him scoreless from play. Well done to Kieran Brannigan. And again, it went a long way to St. Vincent's winning that game by that solitary point. Moving on now to our fullback on the proactive risk control team of the week for week four. Yeah, he's the man that was compared to Mick Lyons in the We Are Me podcast, uh, you know, at the weekend. And it's, uh, it's Paulie Tormey from Kells. And I suppose the reason he was compared to Mick Lyons was for that massive hit. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter doing the rounds, <laughs> Mickey, but uh, it, it, the most incredible hit on Ethan Devine to stop a, a, what would have been a certain goal. Um, and it just lifted Kells. It gave them the real drive to push on and actually go and win their game then after that. And it, I mean, that was just one of the highlights, to be honest with you. He had a flawless game. 
he he actually was caught out the first ball that went in after 10 seconds he was caught out and it nearly ended up being a goal but after that he got to grips with you know his man in there and um he he was superb you know he really was a rock at the heart of the, the defense for a Kells team which in fairness Mickey struggled for large periods of that game particularly in the first half but you could never say that Paulie Tormey didn't do his job um, you know he was he was rock solid as always he'll be hoping his brother Kuda uh, is fit for the final to maybe take his position in the team and, and solidify that defence that bit more but uh, Paulie Tormey hugely influential figure in Lara Wall's side Yeah massive win as well for Gail Colum Kill getting that hoodoo off the back that monkey off the back um, of, of losing in four out of five semi-finals they've beaten Nafina and they're going through to the Keegan Cup decider in two weeks time well done to Paul Tormey from Gail Colum Kill our corner our second corner back wearing number four is going to be who Davey Davey it's going to be Michael Carney from Balnebracki Mickey uh, he was the man similar probably to, to Kieran Brannigan he was asked to to do a job and he did it ever so well. He didn't actually start on, on Kieran Lynch to the best of my knowledge. I think Nicky Judge was the man. But obviously with big Jamie Farley in there, it, the, Gordon McDonald decided to put Nicky Judge on him and, and Michael Farley shifted across to Mark Kieran Lynch. And again, keeping him scoreless. And we've seen Kieran Lynch's influence throughout Championship 2020 and how good he's been. I think he got four points from freeze, but he was well snuffed out in terms of uh, play. And I suppose when you look at St. Michael's, we always would say that it's, it's Lynch, it's Meehan and it's McDonnell. They did a decent job on McDonnell and Lynch. Sorry, McDonnell and me, but they didn't keep them scoreless from play. Whereas, you know, Kieran Lynch on that inside forward line, one of the most dangerous forwards in County Mead. Michael Kearney, the young man, did ever so well. And he actually got forward a number of times and won a couple of big frees, which are converted for points in the first half, I seem to remember. He picked up a knock. Thankfully, it didn't stop his progress or indeed Balnebracki's. Um, as they made it uh, to the intermediate final for the second time in three or four years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant by the young man Michael Carney and well done on making it in uh, number four on the proactive risk control team of the week. No uh, easy task when you're going out to mark uh, Kieran Lynch from St. Michael's. Well done to Michael Carney. We're going to go on to our half-back line now, Davey, and first up on the half-back line is... He's the third player from St. Vincent's and uh, he's the final player as well from the Vincent's and I suppose it's synonymous of the actual type of game it was, you know, one seven to nine points, defenders really on top and this guy uh, has been one of the standout performers in, in the junior championship today. He's a player that's played Mead minor, played Mead under 20 and I, I would hasten to add that I think he could play Mead senior in the coming years as well and that's Connor Harford. Um, you know, he really is their, their talisman I suppose from wing half back and it's an interesting one because I suppose people will ask, like, why does he not play a little bit more central? You know, considering how strong and how powerful he is from there. But for me, it actually works perfectly for the Vincents because he can bomb up and down that flank um, and he maybe has a little bit less responsibility than if he was at number six. He might have to sit that little bit more. Um, and, you know, he has licensed to go forward and roam and he even got forward to kick an, a fantastic score towards the latter stages of the first half for St. Vincent's as well. He ended up um, ended up finishing the game on the line. He was dismissed, I think, about six or seven minutes into injury time or something. Little did he know there would be another seven or eight minutes to go after that. But uh, thankfully for St. Vincent's, it was an academic because had Dunsany got the equalising score and taken the game to extra time, Conor Harford wouldn't have been able to retake his position for the 20 minutes of extra time. And for me, that would have been a fatal blow. Uh, for, for the Ardcat men but thankfully for him and for St Vincent's they held out 
uh, for a famous win and, and a place in the junior final. Yeah, well done to another up-and-coming uh, young footballer, Connor Harford from St. Vincent's, making it in at number five. Our centre-half back on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week is Davey. Yeah, it's the first one from the senior champions, we're told, and it's, uh, it's Gavin McGowan, a player who has you know, been a pressing in, in club championship football for a number of years now. He's an excellent hurler, but there's been a lot of talk about him going in and playing with the footballers too, if the opportunity arose. And he really has owned that number six jersey for a toad for a number of years now. He's still a young enough guy. He's still only in his probably mid, I'd say 20s, 25, 26 possibly, um, has an awful lot to offer them. He picked up Liam Shaw. I suppose Liam Shaw is, um, is, is another dangerous young player for Summerhill. He's been uh, brought out there to play at number 11, probably in the absence of a number of players. And, uh, you know, I, I can't remember Liam Shaw getting a shot at goal, you know, over the weekend. He was kept scoreless. He ended up going off. And I think all the credit for that goes to Gavin McGowan. Um, as well as that, he's one of the big figures, along with his brothers, Ben um, and Dahi as well. And he can win ball from kickouts. He's an excellent man to pick up the breaks. So strong and powerful in the tackle too. So he's going to be another massive player in, in the final when Kells come calling. Um, but yeah, Gavin McGowan gets in at number six for us, Mick. Yeah, well done to Gavin McGowan from Ratholton. Of course, as you said, going on to his second Keegan Cup decider in a row. And uh, they will be facing off against Gail Colum Kill in that final. So... And we know the quality of forwards that Kells have. So Gavin McGowan is going to have to do another job in the final. Moving on to the final wing half back and it's number seven. And uh, Davey, who is going to wear seven in our proactive risk control team of the week? We've given, the, given this to a trim uh, man. And I suppose when you look at the game, people might wonder why did we put a trim man in, in, the, in the team when they won so resoundingly. But this guy was the man who was tasked with picking up Mickey Newman, of course, the, the county star. And, and what a job he did on him for as long as he was on him. And the reason he was taken off him was because James Toher went off. So they pushed Kieran O'Rourke to six and they brought on Luke Moran to play at seven. And Mickey Newman was obviously playing at number 10. So I suppose in one sense, it shows the versatility of Kieran O'Rourke as a player. He, he's probably comfortable playing anywhere in that back line. And Brendan Murphy knows that he can call upon him to do that. I was interested to see who Trim would go for. Um, to pick him. I was making a case last week for Alan Douglas dropping back and Mark and Mickey Newman. But, you know, in fairness to Murphy, he had complete faith in Kieran O'Rourke to go out and do a job and you'd have to say he did it really well. Um, I think four points for Mickey Newman and only two from play. To me, that's, that's a great day's work from Kieran O'Rourke. I think Mickey kicked one in the first half and one in the second half and I think Kieran, in fairness, wasn't on him in the second half. So, uh, I think it's a really a job well done and I suppose if James Toher isn't to, to make the final we're not sure at this stage with the calf injury Kieran O'Rourke is a ready-made replacement at centre-half back for them um, and I'm sure he'll have another big responsibility when they play Balnebracchi in two weeks time Yeah well done to the 2019 beaten uh, finalists uh, trim on getting Kieran O'Rourke into our proactive risk control team of the week at number 7 for this week's uh, team of the week we're going to move on now to our midfield pairing Davy, and um, a week where I suppose uh, a lot of a, a lot of the game would have been played around the middle section, so it would have been hard to pick out standout performers um, in the middle of the park. But uh, we've managed to pick two. Yeah, it was it was a really unusual week, I suppose. Goalkeepers and midfielders were the two positions that that were nearly problematic for us. But one player who, uh, despite his team getting a bit of a, a, a trouncing in the junior semi final on uh, on Sunday afternoon in Navan, Paul Murray 
the, the elder statesman of the Sultans team stood up and was counted at an unbelievable performance from the veteran uh, Murray. He kicked four points and a real throwback of a performance. A mead minor way back in 2002 or 2003, I think. College's winner with some pats as well. Um, he, he's been an outstanding servant for the Ultons. I, I just hope it wasn't his swan song, Mickey, because on the base of that, he still has so much more to offer them. You know, four points from play. Uh, up and down the park, had a great battle with Joe McLaughlin from Beliver, probably well suited and well matched up, but you'd have to say on a day when Ultons were, were comprehensively beaten all over the pitch, Paul Murray can hold his head and his hand up and say, do you know what, I, I got the better of my jewel and I did my job and he did it really well, four points from, uh, from a pretty poor scoreline, I'm not sure what Ultons equated, I think it was nine or ten maybe max, that's brilliant shooting. Yeah, absolutely brilliant from the veteran, as you called him, uh, Paul Murray. And I was speaking to somebody who was at the game and they said that he was the standout performer for um, uh, St. Dalton's and probably the standout performer in the middle of the field that day. But his four points were all exquisite points from 40, 45 metres. When nobody else was taking on shots, Paul Murray had the... Uh, had the kahunas, let's just say, to take those shots on and uh, and ended up kicking four of his uh, team's tally. Well done to Paul Murray from St. Dalton's making it in at number eight. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You'll benefit from our years of experience. You'll have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 or email us at info at builder.ie. Builder, your local go-to construction company. Number nine on our proactive risk control team of the week will be. Yeah, another veteran, I suppose you'd have to say. If, if Paul Murray's a veteran, we have to call this man a veteran. We might call him Evergreen, but uh, Chris Juicy O'Connor, um, Still the heartbeat of the Balnebracki side all these years on from probably when he first burst onto the scene for both club and county. And, uh, you know, the box-to-box midfielder that he is, he was just absolutely everywhere at the weekend. You know, he, he was putting out fires uh, in his own full back line when the long ball was going in towards Jamie Farley. Time and time he picked up a lot of breaking ball and started attacks. And then he ended up on the end of attacks twice as well. Kicked two points from his two shots on goal as well. Like... Just an all-action, all-energetic performance from Juicy and um, an unbelievable servant down through the years. Please for him, he's going to get the opportunity to go out and, and play in a, in a county final for the Brax against Trim in a couple of weeks' time. And, you know, he's going to be hugely important. Again, it, the Trim midfield are very youthful. Um, you know, there are two young lads in there, two big guys as well. And Juicy will have his work cut out for him. But, you know, he'll relish that. I, I think Balnebracki will too. You know, they'll probably see it as an opportunity. Juicy has all the experience. The guys, whilst they played a championship final last year, as you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Mickey, um, they haven't had all that much football and success on the big days either. So, you know, Juicy will be looking forward to that one. Yeah, he will indeed. And uh, the ex-county footballer making it in at number nine for Balnebracki and on the proactive risk control team of the week. And as he said, he's going to have much bigger fish to fry in that intermediate, that meat potato uh, company intermediate final when they will face off against Trim uh, Mount Water and Tie, and um, uh, uh, that one will be um, a juicy tie. Let's just say. <laughs> um, moving on to our half forward line in the proactive risk control team of the week, and where number ten will be, Davy? Yeah, he, he, we put him at ten. He, he lined out at eleven, but to be honest, which he was all over the place. He was absolutely brilliant, Adam Gannon from Beliver. Um, 
electrifying is, is I think, the word I use to describe him in commentary, some of the pace and, and I suppose the power. Once he gets going, he's incredibly hard to stop and uh, just a brilliant, brilliant athlete. And uh, he's probably improved his accuracy, not that he ever was, you know, poor in front of the post or anything, but for me, when he gets in front of the post now, he's so assured and uh, four points from play for him, but there was just so much more to the game. He was setting up play, he was winning frees, he was dropping back into midfield and the half-back line to start attacks and, you know, get them moving again, Beliver, and uh, he's he's a player that we often see on the inside forward line, but I think he can also get the benefit of him when he's out there and in the half-forward line, he's just as effective in, in being the link man, I suppose, from getting the midfield, uh, the ball from the midfield, rather, into the full forward line, into the likes of Kev McKeown, Brendan McKeown and Nicky Potterton. Uh, Adam Gannon, what a, what a performer. Yeah, well done to Adam Gannon from Beliver, making it into number 10 on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week for his performance against St. Alton's. And uh, he will be relishing uh, the fact that they are going to go on now to that junior final and face off against St. Vincent's. At number 11 on our Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week, Davey. It's his first appearance in the team of the week, and I suppose at the start of the year you'd have you'd have been a bit surprised at that. But you know his performances—I won't say they've been poor, but he just probably hasn't had the influence that many people would have come to expect from him. And that's Shane Walsh from Nafina. Um, for me, he, he probably lost his identity a little bit because of of where he was playing in the championship to date. They had him mucking around midfield and working extremely hard, and he did that well, but. You know, Shane Walsh is a, is a prolific scorer. He's one of the best we have in County Mead. And uh, it was brilliant to see him being back to his, his free-flowing and, and deadly best on Sunday against Kells. And he very nearly was the catalyst for Nafina to, to stun the, the perennial semi-finalist, as you've been calling <laughs> the Mickey for the last few days. But uh, like in the first half in particular, he, I think he, he kicked six or seven points, five of them from play. Um, you know, he gave Shawnee Kern a really, really tough time. But Shawnee Kern ended up getting booked and was subsequently taken off. And I have to give credit to the man that came on, Adam Muldoon. He came on and he was asked to pick up Shane Walsh and he did a really good job on him. I suppose at that stage, you could have said the damage was done, unfortunately, for Nafina. You know, they just couldn't push on and get the win after that. But Shane Walsh couldn't have done anything more, to be honest, which eight points on the day speaks for itself in the, in the senior semi-final. Um and he really proved his worth and he showed Andy McEntee and indeed Mead supporters that they have nothing to fear about his form or anything. And he's looking forward to, I'm sure, the resumption of the inter-county year. Yeah, well done to Shane Walsh and uh, disappointing for Nafina. But as you said, that's, uh, it, uh, it shows good for Shane Walsh now moving into the inter-county scene, kicking eight points in uh, senior championship semi-final and uh, bring, being back to his best um, just didn't come out the right side of that result against Gail Column Kill. Um, we're going to move on now to number 12 on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. Yeah, I'm not sure you could, you could class him as a 12 or a 15 or a, or a 10 yeah. or an 8 or what he is, but I suppose that's just him in a nutshell. Jack Flynn for a tote. Like, Mickey, he was absolutely everywhere. And we've seen him playing this similar role for the Mead under 20s this year as well. You know, often we're number 14 or 15, but never playing there. Um, and he and he came out the field, and he he just was he was just awesome. Like he kicked a fantastic score. It could have been the first score of the game actually for a tote, and it was a beautiful move. But his striking, the way he can actually follow through on his on his shots, he kicks the ball, and he and he really um, puts a bit of force into it. And it's a lovely style and and strike and follow through as well. He's a great player to watch in full flight, big and strong as well. Went out to the midfield. 
and he was a brilliant option for Shane Duffy there at times. So what was happening was Summerhill were, were roaring at Shane Duffy because he was taking so long to take the kickouts. But all Shane Duffy was doing was he was waiting for, waiting for Jack Flynn to make a creeping run up down the wing over on the terrace side. He did it time and time again in the second half. And credit to Duffy, I suppose, for picking him out first and foremost. But credit to Jack Flynn. He won four or five massive kickouts, um, which were huge in setting up attacks. And he ended up getting on the end of two moves in the second half. And the three points he kicked, you know, they weren't just little routine tap-overs. They were all monster points. And at crucial times, I can't emphasize that enough, that the, the timing of his scores were just so, so important. The one in the first half, obviously, being the first of the game, just to settle a down. But the two he got in the second half were two that kind of helped their dominance on, on the game. And they never really looked back after that. He just gave an all-action display. He was man of the match, and, and it's no surprise to see him get his position in the team of the week. I suppose the yeah. only surprise for people is we probably put him in at 12 instead of, <laughs> I don't know, people could well, decide themselves where he should have been. That's what I was going to say. People are probably being uh, uh, saying, well, you know, I would have had him at 8, and some of them will say, well, I would have had him at 13, and I would have had him yeah. at 11, and he was everywhere on the pitch, and well done to Jack Flynn and Rathold um, uh, on their win, but well done to Jack Flynn on making it into the proactive risk control team of the week with three points against Summerhill at number 12. We're going to move on now to our full forward line, Davy, and... Uh, Wearing number 13 on this week's Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. Yeah, he's the first of the finishers in this line. and We've kept him at his traditional number 13, and, and why not as well? Seamus uh, Madamo from Gail Columkill, who else? Uh, chipping over nine, nine points on the day. Uh, six of those were from Freeze. The Freeze, more, majority of them came in the first half. Um, all okay, Freeze. I can't think of any that were overly difficult for him, but in the second half, when the questions were really being asked and, you know, Gail Columkill were up against the wall and it was looking bleak for them. You know, he was the one player who I felt on the inside line really got them going. You know, we all know that Bino got the goal thereafter and a point or two. But for me, even before that, Matamo was the man that got them a couple of scores that started the revival. And even after that, like his influence and just getting on the ball, running from deep, countless times he got the ball in his own half towards the latter stages and made lung bursting runs up through the sideline setting up attacks his endurance is absolutely remarkable his yeah. pace over anything from five yards up to probably 40 50 yards is just remarkable the way he can carry the ball at pace is beautiful to watch and he is a lovely strike at the ball too very unique style of free taking as well he takes that little squat just before he kicks the free but more often than not it finds its range um, and he's just become, he probably has become their main man because in, in a lot of scenarios, maybe if Bino doesn't click, Matamo doesn't click. And if Matamo doesn't click, Bino doesn't click. So the two of them are always in sync. And I find when one starts playing well, the other one tends to follow. And that's exactly what happened in that second half. Matamo got going and then all of a sudden Bino started clicking a few minutes later. But Seamus Matamo... Um, and he, again, he's going to be so, so important to them in the final. He's going to be a marked man. You know, Brian Farrell knows all about him already, but he'll have watched that game and he'll have a massive X across him. I don't know who's going to be being the X, but uh, Madame O will be a watch man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Like he's, he, he's a marked man any day you go out, uh, to, go, go out yeah. to play with Kells. Um, himself and Bino, you know, you when you when you, when you hear Kells are playing, if you're a manager, you're going right, Madamo and and uh, and Bino, and we have to stop them. And yes, Seamus Madamo still goes out and kicks nine points uh, in a senior championship semi final. Absolutely brilliant from Seamus Madamo. Well done and well done to Gail Colin Kill. 
Our full forward on the proactive risk control team of the week, where number 14 will be, Davey. I think it's his second appearance in it, Mickey, isn't it? He, uh, he did feature already, I believe, Aaron Lynch, uh, tr- Trim's main man, you know, and uh, he really just carried on and, and did what he does. We all know at this stage what he's about. And um, again, go back, I was a little bit surprised by maybe the, the time and space he was affording. And, and that's not taken away from his performance in any way, shape or form. I actually thought uh, Harry Newman did as good as he possibly could on him, you know, given the amount of time and space that, that Lynch he had. But you can't give him a second because he just turns and he's so unerringly accurate in front of the posts, um, both, both from play and from freeze. Nine points, uh, five from play, two 45s and two frees. Um, beautiful striker off the ground as well. Um, and just a box of tricks. Himself and Owen O'Connor have built this formidable partnership in the full forward line. And they've been ably assisted by the one and only Joycey as well this year. So that's a real potent inside line for Trim. And again, you know, Balnebracki will have them sussed out. And, you know, there's going to be serious questions, more questions asked to them than, than there was last week, with all due respect to Kilmainham. But Aaron Lynch, in, in him, you have a game changer and I suppose a match winner. And you always have a chance when you have him on the field. Yeah, another great performance from Aaron Lynch for Trim, kicking nine points for them from freeze and 45s, uh, five from play, and uh, the man just can't be stopped, and uh, some of them will have to stop him in the final if uh, Trim are going to be knocked off their perch in that final. Moving on now to our final player on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. Number 15 will be Davy. It's going to be Brendan McKeown from Beliver. Um, we've already mentioned him probably in the same breath as Adam Gannon and, and they tend to get mentioned all the time in the same breath when you talk about one, you have to talk about the other two as well. But, you know, McKeown himself uh, was a joy to behold on, on Sunday afternoon. And again, I, I'd probably say the same as what I said about Lynchy. He was given plenty of time and space to do damage, but he had the the confidence and the accuracy to go about, uh, go about it. And, you know, his, his conversion rate, I'd say, was up at maybe... 90, 95%, to be honest, which I don't think he missed too much at all. Um, and completely selfless as well. He ended up with 1-6, you know, uh, the goal obviously coming from a penalty um, in which I, I'm trying to think who it was. I think it could have been David Keneally was dragged down by Owen McLaughlin and it was a fantastic penalty. A penalty you'd be proud of yourself. He might actually give you a couple of lessons, Mickey, on it. Um, <laughs> but he, he stuck it into the to the bottom corner with a plum. The game was over at that stage. It's worth adding, but it was probably a nice finish for him and, and nice to get the goal. But his six points coming from play. Incidentally, he does take freeze as well off his left boot, but uh, he didn't actually have any freeze to take. It was weird. His, his brother Kev kicked over a few off his right foot. Um, but yeah, it, it just the quality that's in that uh, Beliver inside forward line as we mentioned Kevin McKeown as well he was a player who will come to honourable mentions in a minute but he was superb as well but you know Brendan McKeown won six six of those points from play um, absolutely nailed on to get into our team of the week yeah well done to Brendan McKeown uh, on score 1-6 making it in to our proactive risk control team of the week at number 15 and of his 1-6 the penalty being the only dead ball six points from play, an absolutely wonderful return from Brendan McKeown and that will come into play later on in the podcast. Davey, have we any honourable mentions from our uh, semi-finals on the weekend? Yeah, we have, we have tons. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll try and do this game by game if I can, Mickey, just to, to probably not complicate it or overcomplicate it. Danny Quinn for Balnebracki, uh, superb display, wing half forward. We mentioned it on our uh, Loyal Royals podcast. What a player he is! The, the the skill, the panache, the the accuracy, 
um, the class of the man, and he's an Arsenal fan as well, which always helps. But uh, three <laughs> points, three points from play, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scores as well. And there were three big points at, at different stages of that game. Again, I'd love to see Danny probably dominate the game, but he's probably not that type of player. He does drift in and out of games and comes up with key moments, but definitely worth to mention. Two players are going to mention in the same breath, and it's weird because they were marking each other, but Shane McDonald for St. Michael's and Derek Flynn for Balnebracki. Yes. It was a matchup that I fancied happening because, as I said, I've seen Derek Flynn you know, pick up players very similar to Shane McDonald and do a job on him. And I thought he did really, really well. And it was only when I looked back on the match report I realised that Shane McDonald came out and scored five points, um, <laughs> which was mad because I suppose he, he just didn't have the game that he's had in, in recent games, but he still scored five brilliant scores. Derek Flynn himself got up and kicked a point. The best way I could describe this one was the two lads almost cancelled out. And, and you could say that both came out, came off the pitch and said, geez, I had a good game. But my man still did really well. Um, but they're quality players and, and they both deserve mention. The next one I'd have is uh, Leo Curry and Joey Keenan. They're from the same game, the Vincent and Dunsany on Friday evening. Um, Leo, in particular, was on the far side to Conor Harford. A brilliant, brilliant player going forward on the left-hand side. And Joey Keenan, the old veteran, um, the man who obviously did all the running during lockdown as well for the Kilmessen lads. Um, he was the one player, and I've seen a bit of comparison on a few different forums today that, that suggested that he was the only one that could break the Vincent's physicality. And I'd have to agree with it to in a certain degree. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, breaking the line time and time again. Uh, superb display by Keena. Going on to the senior games for Kells, Martin Barrett, like... He absolutely worked his socks off. He was taken off with about five minutes to go. He couldn't have given anything more. Right from start to finish, he set the tone. Even when Kells weren't at their best, when some of the forwards were struggling to get going, he was the man driving them on. And even before Matamo and Bino and all the rest of them got going, Barrett was the man. You know, He chipped over a point, but his work rate is what gets him you know, the mention and, and probably nearly got him into the team of the week for that reason and that reason alone. Obviously, we have to mention Bino too. You know, The goal being... The, 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 the game changer and I suppose the catalyst for the comeback Mickey um, not at his best I, I think he'd admit that himself Lara Wall admitted that to us after as well and um, he said that he's missed shots that he, he would normally put over in his sleep but he had the balls to step up and, and take on the opportunity when it when it gave it when it presented itself to him off his left weaker left boot it was a stunning stunning goal um, and then he kicked the 45 just immediately after that so you know Bino deserves a mention Uh Dahi McGowan for a tote wing forward for them. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Lovely left boot. Another one of those Mead under 20 players, which has huge potential. Um, and another one of those Rato players who have been on the Mead under 20s, which have huge potential. There's four or five of them, you know. So, you know, they have plenty of uh, football to come ahead of them. Owen O'Connor for Trim and Kieran Joyce for Trim. They're the two. Owen O'Connor scored two goals and a point from play. Kieran Joyce got one, two, for both from play. You know, they're well complimenting Aaron Lynch and. Uh, I suppose they don't probably get the headlines that Lynch gets week in, week out. But Owen O'Connor has been a massive, massive player coming in. And he's really been, a, I suppose, a, something different for a Brendan Murphy this year, which he didn't have last year. He's just so direct. Love to see him starting to add scores to his game because in the early rounds, he was working so hard. Without probably getting the rewards in terms of scoring, he got two great goals over the weekend against Kilmainham, which set Trim on their way to the intermediate final. Joycey ditto, you know, absolutely superb. Um couple of others, Dylan Morgan for Kilmainham, I thought, despite them going down, he was probably their best forward. And, you know, when you have Mickey Newman on the field, I suppose that's a bit of an acclaim in itself. Dylan Morgan was the pick of the Kilmainham forwards. Um, and the other one is David Rahley for Believer. Uh, he was in our team of the week 
two weeks ago for, for that performance against Frank O'Reilly. You know, people can think of it what they will. He did what he had to do. He didn't have to summon the dark arts this week because <laughs> uh, I suppose the game was probably a little bit too comfortable. But he was on the old war horse, Jason Bennett. Two guys well matched. I suppose Jo, you know, a defender by trade himself. But he didn't get a sniff off David Ratley, who's been just so impressive in this championship to date. Um, so th- they're the ones that I suppose, you know, rolled straight off the tongue. Probably a word for Ben Weir as well, cornerback for a tote. Um, I thought he was really good against Summerhill too. Another one of those young players. But, you know, we're probably after naming 15 players odd, Mickey. So there's yeah. there's plenty of hard luck stories. That's for sure. That's for sure. And we'll just announce again the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. And this week's lineup is in goals, Evan Connor from St. Vincent's. Full-back line is Kieran Brannigan from St. Vincent's, Paul Tormey from Gail Column-Kill, and Michael Carney from Balnebracki. Half-back line is Connor Harford from St. Vincent's, Gavin McGowan of Rathoth and Kieran O'Rourke from Trim. Midfield pairing would be Paul Murray of St. Dalton's and Chris O'Connor of Balnebracki. Adam Gannon, Shane Walsh, uh, sorry, Adam Gannon of Beliver, Shane Walsh of Nafina and Jack Flynn of Rathoth make up our half-forward line. Our full forward line is as follows. Seamus Madamo from Gail Column-Kill kicking nine points. Aaron Lynch from Trim kicking nine points. And also Brendan McKeown from Beliver also kicking nine points. It was one goal and six uh, for Beliver against St. Alton. So, Davey, before we name our Player of the Week, um, of the Proactive Risk Control Player of the Week, we have the small matter of announcing the Proactive Risk Control Top Scorer of the Week. And uh, I suppose if uh, anyone was tuning in there when I was talking, I did say the full forward line of Seamus Manimo, nine points. Aaron Lynch of Trim, nine points. And Brendan McKeown of Beliver, one goal and six. And of course, the Proactive Risk Control Top Scorer of the Week only applies to the semi-finals and the relegation games. It was just purely for the teams that were still left in the championship. And... Um, Davy, we have a little bit of a predicament, but I suppose if anybody had read the small print on the top scorer of the week sheet, they would have realised that it comes down to, if it comes down to a draw, that uh, we have more than one player on uh, the same uh, score, that it comes then goes down to um, uh, points, score, scores from play, and then if they were level on scores from play, it goes to their previous game. So Seamus Madamo had nine points and six of them were frees. So he had three from play. Aaron Lynch had nine points and two of them were from frees, two of them were 45s. So only five of them were from play. Brendan McKeown from Beliver scored one goal and six. The goal being the only place ball. He ended up with six points from play, Davy. So our proactive risk control top scorer of the week with a goal and six is Brendan McKeown. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. Well, well described. I thought you were going to say in a tie-break situation, we go down and take a free-taking competition. <laughs> but, but with those three lads, we could be there for a long time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like absolutely phenomenal, really, to, to, to see three guys tied on nine points and one from each grade as well, senior, intermediate and junior, which is fascinating too. But Brendan McKeown, by virtue of one point from play, uh, has just about nicked it from Aaron Lynch. Um, in in a in a high quality um, score fest between those three and uh, they're, they're three their talisman and they're three players who are going to have massive roles for the respective clubs in the final in two weeks time. Yeah, and uh, if all three of them go out and kick nine points, 
in their respective finals that'll go a long way to their clubs winning their respective championships and uh, well done to Brendan McKeown hard luck to Aaron Lynch, Aaron Lynch and Seamus Madamo um, both ending up with nine points but more players balls than uh, points from play or, or scores from play um, and uh, Brendan McKeown obviously with those six points from play winning the top scorer of the week Davey we have the small matter now of announcing our player of the week our proactive risk control player of the week and this one we narrowed down to, I think it was three players in the end, Davey. Yeah, Mickey, it was, it was, it was a really tough um, decision, I suppose, taking out the, the three scorers, which we've before mentioned, obviously had massive games for their respective teams. But I suppose the first one was Kieran Brannigan, um, you know, keeping the, the, the one and only Pierre Fox scoreless from play, which you mentioned several times. I'm sure Pierre will hope that we stop mentioning it now after this, <laughs> um, because, you know, he's... <laughs> we 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 not that we couldn't give it to him because you know Pierre Fox has been in, in, involved in loads of awards without actually getting one this year. I'm sure he'll be back next year to challenge him once more. But Kieran Brannigan was our first nominee. The other one was uh, Michael Carney on the far side for Balnebracky. A similar job done on Kieran Lynch, to be honest with you. You know, keeping him scoreless from play. Um, I suppose you'd have to throw Shane Walsh into the mix as well, Mickey. You know, it was brilliant to see him back to form as well and, and kicking eight points and doing so. Um, probably just similar to maybe his, his team just could not probably see the job out and just went a little bit quiet at times in the second half. And he eventually, Kells got to grips with him towards the latter stages, which was key in the overall outcome. But the man who's our fourth nominee and we've we've decided to to give it to him is uh jack flynn from retold mickey brandon because like we've mentioned all, already you know he kicked three points but that was that was only a small deal of what he did you know the amount of ground he covered the tackles he got in the ball he got on the kickouts he won his fielding game his fielding yeah. you know and his strength and it's something that He's just improved when I, you know, I hadn't seen a whole pile of him before the mid under twenties this year, and uh, he's a young player with a huge, huge future because he has it all. Really, he can kick a point, he can pass a ball, he can get a tackle in, he can feel the ball. Uh, he's strong. He's he's really got it all, you know. And he he's only twenty years of age, for God's sake, like, um. So. And, and I'm not even sure what his best position is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Brian Farrell or, or Joe Robinson or anybody else knows as well. But what they do is they give him a free role. They give him a number 15 or number 13 jersey, and they say, you know what, go and do what you want because you have a free role to do it. And he does it so so well. Um, and he just pops up in these pockets of space, and he's just a joy to behold when he's at full flight. And um, wasn't an easy decision. But overall, you'd have to say, in the overall outcome of all the games, Jack Flynn's influence was probably the biggest. Yeah, well done to Jack Flynn. Still a very, very young player. and it's a, He's an exciting prospect going forward for both Rathout and for Mead. Um, a wonderful performance against Summerhill from start to finish. 60 minutes of, of just work ethic, being an engine, being uh, involved in all the play for Rathout and seeing them over the line, his... His um his contribution to that game can't, can't be overstated because he was just absolutely massive and uh, well done to Jack Flynn from Rathout and being the proactive risk control player of the week. Um, Davy, I suppose uh, that's it from our Build Our We Are Mead podcast, our proactive risk control team of the week podcast. But don't forget, you can go and check out our Loyal Royals uh, podcast where we reviewed 
the junior, intermediate and the senior semi-finals. We have reaction and interviews from all of those games. Um, you can get them on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. And we also did our We Are Mead podcast where we reviewed the whole weekend and we taught, we went to the talking points from uh, Instagram Interactive as well. So that's it from the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week for this week. We Are Mead, why it matters more. <laughs>